How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast, this is your extra show for the week. My name is Cameron Bell and I am your host as always and joining me on this week's extra to talk about um, an interesting performance, I think it's fair to say, at Tynecastle uh, last night and looking forward to a trip to Ibrox to go and watch Rangers take on Dundee at the weekend is my very good friend Alan Bradley. Alan, thank you for joining me this week. No, thanks, Cammy. Uh, again, happy to be on. Did you do the air quotes when you said "interesting," Cammy? Talking about the game, yeah. I was, I was trying to think of a of a <laughs> of a term that suits it. Um, I don't know if there was going to be one that I could have put in there, Alan, that wouldn't have raised some eyebrows. But listen, uh-huh. let's jump straight into it. Uh, Rangers um, came away with a one 0 win at Tynecastle. Uh, on, on, I think what's fair to say was pretty much a game that had next to no away fans into obviously Hearts still following this ridiculous rule of giving us minimal tickets there's a part of me Alan just before we touch into the game as well keen to get your thoughts um, I won't regurgitate what's been said within uh, the recent Rangers CEO fan forums and also the AGM across the course this week that we have a huge demand for away tickets obviously um you know, there's no ground in Scotland that could fulfil, uh, you know, the the, the over 14,000, 16,000 yeah. applications that we have for away tickets. My kind of feeling with this is I understand clubs wanting to give the majority of their seats to home fans, right? I do. I understand it. The problem I have, however, is that if you're going to cover seats with banners, um, you know, dividers from away sections, if I'm sitting watching that and I know that I've got a club coming to visit, that has got a huge demand for tickets, it feels a little bit contradictory of me to say, I can't give you spare, I can't increase your overall allocation, but what I can do is waste those seats because we're not selling out every single one of them to a home crowd, but yet we'll curtail how many we can give in away support. It's very, 
very weird to me. Yeah, it's really strange. And as you know, from me, Cammy, where we went to all away games because we would take 15,000, whatever, 20, you know, you go everywhere when we went to all the grounds now to look at it in this kind of current day and age. It's just, like, it's crazy. And from a business point of view as well, if you just multiply, I don't know, so many hundred of those seats or whatever, a thousand by 30-odd quid a pop or whatever, and the fact that clubs are always going on about we don't have enough funds and we can't do this and can't do that, it's just, it's daft. I mean, I know Hearts, obviously they had a, a kind of, I don't know, I mean, a bigger support than normal, but when you go around all of the grounds, the likes of Colmarnock, Fur Park, wherever it would be, Cammy, literally they could have thousands of 30-odd quids you know, twice a, a season against us. I, I just don't get it at all, yeah. I mean, I understand that. Listen, and, and, and I'm on record, um, and again, someone who's been very much an advocate of, of fan ownership within clubs. I was involved in it within the Rangers supporters trust myself, so I understand mm-hmm. the great job that the um, that, you know, Hearts fans do, the foundation do within being able to try and have some of that stuff. I understand it, but again, it's it's probably separate to the conversation that we're avoiding yeah. by saying let's talk a little bit around the performance. And Alan, I'm not going to go through the game blow by blow, right, because I don't think anyone mm-hmm. really needs that in their lives any longer. I want to talk a little bit around probably something which I feel is a, a, a sentiment or an undercurrent within the Rangers support at the moment that when you're watching the game, right, when you're in the moment and you're watching it live, your heart goes through all these different palpitations, it, you know, your mind goes through all these quantities and then all of a sudden we start missing chances and you expect a sucker punch and if it doesn't come then that's fine but you know, we've we've had our fingers burned. Hearts a great example. Ibrox, obviously, we've been able to get a last minute win, but you know they took the lead against this, and we struggled to be able to turn that around until you know the dying embers of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really important for us to be able to say this is, I don't know about yourself, keen to get your thoughts, but what I'm, what I suppose I'm really interested in is, you're watching that game and you're thinking to yourself, this is you know. Um, it's edgy, it's it's you know on the edge of your seat stuff. But then you watch the game back, knowing that you've secured the result, and it almost feels like you didn't know why you were worried about it in the first place. Now, I'm going to use the context that we've definitely got some stuff we need to talk about, and you and I are going to do that right now. I just don't know if there's like a symbiotic relationship with how this team is performing, the chances that we're missing, the underperformance of some of these players, and the fans feeling so nervous because we're carrying so much scar tissue. Yeah, yes, it's a really interesting point. I I mean, anyone who's anywhere near the Eastern Closure will probably have heard some old guy going, we're going to regret this, we're going to regret it. You know, and as you say, as the game goes on, you're thinking, I mean... I mean, this has happened for obviously years. It seems to be kind of, I don't know, it seems to be getting worse more recently. But what happens as well is you miss a chance and then the guy's having a wee laugh. I can nearly got it. And you're looking at him thinking, you're laughing now. So there's that feeling. But as you say, I think the scar tissue and it's been building up and it's as if you can you can actually feel the mood in the stadium as well, whether it be Ibrox or even the likes of last night, these away ones, but more so Ibrox. I don't. I just don't understand. And as you say, I look at the next. I think the Aris one, for example. I'm not going over, but I actually walked out of the ground and I said to my mates, and I usually try not to get too high or too low. And I just went, I'm, I'm sick of them. You know, it's like a, you know, we just. I'm going up the stairs thinking we win, and then I draw, and that's us right through to sixteen. I'm absolutely, you know. And then the next day, 
actually look at it as you see I go through the highlights and I think oh, we're actually a wee bit unlucky there. We weren't as bad. I, I, it just seems to be getting taken out of proportion now, just purely because our minds are getting taken over by the whole blooming emotion, Cammy. You know, and it's you, you can have six or seven chances and so on. And I, I, don't, I don't know, but I mean, for example, we'll get into the detail and all that yesterday, but how many times, if we get a second goal in a game, Cammy, it's pretty much it. And it's just blinking, trying to get that. And what's even worse, if someone scores first, isn't it? Then you're thinking, geez, you know. So I don't know. I mean, they always talk about we've got to kind of start earlier. I don't know whether the manager as well should really be putting pressure on them to go, we really need to get this too. We need to get the second one. I don't know. There's a, there's, yeah, there's, there's a bit to unpack there. Um, the other variable I would throw within that, and by the way, I, I would absolutely caveat the points that we're talking about. It's not to say we're blaming the support in any of this. Oh. <laughs> you know, we're still very much, um, you know, in that aspect as well because I, I think it's just the feeling of it. And you mentioned a little bit around, I suppose, a little bit around the, the idea of the scar tissue, um, the, mm. the idea of, I suppose, trying to focus on feeling positive, feeling confident with things, but the team will always sap that from you. The the other variable I would throw in there as well, Alan, is um, I want to I want to very you know quickly mention the fact that while Celtic are scoring goals, free flowing, you know, yes, it seems yeah. like teams are barely turning. That that's impacting us because there's it's a two horse race. And at one point, we were almost neck and neck in terms of the goal difference. Now we're very much behind them. And mm. so, you know, at the back of our minds, we're thinking to ourselves, those chances, and we'll come on to just last night as an example, but those chances to be able to try and finish these teams off, but then get a bit of kind of goal advantage in the back of it, we are not taking that chance. No, that Cammy, there seems to be a, I mean, obviously there's a nervousness from us, there's a nervousness from the players, and it's a bit like in many sports, you end up trying too hard, you're trying too hard and rather than relaxing and doing it. And I think because for so long now, with the exception of the, the kind of 55 come season or whatever, but we've always been, we're reaching for things, but we can't quite get there. Whereas other teams, if you think of even our other successful Rangers teams, it's okay, it will come. And then you've got players with a mindset of a McCoy's, who by the way would maybe miss four chances in a game, score one or two and, People in other clubs who go, my God, McCoy's he's lightning. You know, because of the mental, it's okay, it'll come. I think, unfortunately, what's happening with our guys, if they lack a wee bit of confidence as well and they're trying too hard as it is and then the groans come, it just seems to kind of feed that. Do you get what I mean? Rather than having a, whether it be, I don't know, Gascoigne or whatever, you know, those guys with really strong belief going, it's okay, I've got confidence. Do, do you know what I mean? So it just seems to kind of uh, put so much more pressure on these guys, but but what can we do? Because emotionally, we're so into it. You know what I mean? We're not going to go, it's okay. It's, you know, I, I really don't. And I don't know whether it's, you know, they talk about, it's funnily enough, ironically, we'll go on to Danilo. We see the guy that was talking about the kind of sports psychologist or whatever who was helping him get through things. You wonder if a lot of it as well is in the head with some of them as well, Cammy, you know. It, it, probably, it probably is, but then... And and this is what I mean. It's been really interesting when you think about because I, I you know I look across the reaction to games, right? I look on forums, I look on social media, I look to be mm-hmm. able to try and see that. And I think what's been really interesting is some of the dialogue that I've seen, um, 
following last night's game is some people can't decide if such and such had a really good game, some of the <laughs> wasn't great. I know. I, I've seen Danilo getting put in with Dessers and Lammers now, which I think <sighs> no, is, is, is kind of ridiculous. But I understand it, right? I totally understand it. And I think that psychologically we're in a stage where we we struggle to believe in something that we so desperately want to believe in mm-hmm. because we've been let down that we, we kind of scramble with it. And now what we're, we're, we're kind of at, and, and again, let's let's talk about, you know, last night. What Now where we're, we're at just now is that you see players like Danilo miss those chances and and he does he doesn't let it affect him, right? I still think that at some point Danilo would have scored last night if you know irrespective of those misses that he yes, had. Yeah. But then you obviously mention about where that impacts the players. I do understand that because I, I do always try and think you know a little bit more of the human element of it. But I think I've got to put a lot of that responsibility back to them because I need them to be able to. Probably similar to what I'm saying there about Danilo. You can miss that chance. Now, if you choose to let that impact you and dictate the rest of your game, mm-hmm. then you're going to get nothing from it. I understand that yeah. players can have bad games. I think the challenge that I've got in terms of where we're at just now is it feels like we just want to be able to see games at Tynecastle where a difficult venue, we, we've done well at Tynecastle recently, right? So let's not dress up in anything else. But been able to, to go there and we almost kind of want to make a statement and then that's the step that we've got with it and whether it's from scoring goals whether it's performances whether it's injuries where you've got players who are coming back we want to see them do well then all of a sudden they're injured again like Tom Lawrence it feels right like right now to quote Del Boy Trotter Alan we would drop a fiver and find a summons it's as if we just can't get a break and it's like I think you and David have said it on a number of occasions too how is it always the good ones that get you know the people in terms <laughs> yeah. of you know it's never like Alan or the, the, the ones that have just hit form Aye, the minute you, you hit form good luck if you take the big laddie at St Mirren as well you know the, the, the big forward you know the, the young laddie who looked we're thinking to say who's, he's looking really good and and then before you know it, he gets an injury and, and, and again Cammy they're out long term do you know what I mean it's, yeah absolutely Absolutely. I, I don't. I mean, the other thing I was going to say too about the, the you know, I think Mark Haley talked about it when he was talking to you guys in the live show all about the team sorting things out as well. And I wonder about that whole mentality come thing because, okay, during nine or own, so on, okay, we, we're winning things. So you and I would probably be going, geez, oh, time castle, 1 0, we missed a queen of chances. Hey, but it's okay because we know. You know, we've got our next victory, our next victory. I think it's because we're always thinking, oh my God, the wheels are going to fall off again. But I wonder as well if that mentality within the team as well, your people grabbing folk and saying, Cammy, you miss one, don't miss. I, I would, it'd be really interesting to see how that goes, you know, because they need to sort some of that stuff out as well, don't they? You know, it's. Well, that, I mean, that's it, do you mean? And, um... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think last night, I mean, obviously, we, 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 we probably started not as brightly as you would like. I think it was interesting, Alan, the point mm-hmm. that you made there about, you know, if the manager wants them to get in the front foot. I definitely can support that. 
I think the challenge that I've got, and I think a lot of people would agree with this, is this team have got weak jaws. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, so right. if you do land that punch, and by the way, I know that there has been exceptions, right? So again, the Hearts game we've just mentioned about Ibrox. I do understand that, but I think, again, the team need to develop an, uh, enough belief in themselves that if they do concede first, or they're in a setback, because Hearts had chances in the first opening period of the game last uh, last night. Shankland had a decent chance. There was obviously the block by Tavernier. We were mm-hmm. about 20, 25 minutes into the game at that point. Um, there's, there's obviously certain opportunities that will develop, and then... Um, you can start well and start brightly, but you need to understand that if it's the case that we uh, we do concede, that team of character. Now you mentioned Mark Cately there; he was in Rangers teams that, frankly, you know, had character bursting at the seams because they also knew if they conceded, it would be like, oh well, we'll only win three or four one. That's not a problem. Cam, in some of the games of, and I don't even mean the nine in a row, but any of the great Rangers teams that I've seen with with real leaders and strong. We'd be games and be chatting. Where were you this week? I was off. Oh, oh, there the other team scored. It was almost as if the players went right. But there wasn't like, a, oh my goodness, oh, it's going to be too, oh geez, oh, how do we get out of here? There just became a, right, let's get into it. And Rangers very quickly get back. And as you say, there is, there's that different. We don't seem to have many of those, to be honest with you. And I think that's our big fear too, isn't it? If, I mean, if, if, for example, if Hearts had scored the first one now, how many of them would have went, right, let's just roll up our sleeves and let's drive? And how many would have went, oh, shit, it's happening again. I don't want to be here. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rangers, however, did take the lead uh, through a fantastic goal by Abdallah Sima. Thankfully, Alan mm-hmm. he is back in goal-scoring form um, because, again, like you say, he's uh, he hit a wee purple patch Um I don't blame him for this. I certainly don't, you know, blame the decision. But uh, as we know, he kind of had to convert against Prague as a little bit of a kind of change of role and, and yeah, support yeah. Borna to be able to try and do that. He's now got back into to goal scoring form. Um, a great finish by him. A tremendous ball by James Tavernier. Um, it was it was interesting because at first I thought he was playing it through to Danilo. Mm-hmm. A couple of times watching it again, the pace is too strong for him to consider playing it to Danilo, uh, unless he's, he's, he's massively miss-hit it. I don't believe that's the case. He's played that through with brilliant um, speed and an and easy touch-in for, for Seema to set himself, and he rolls under Xander Clark. Then, um, again, like you say, we come into to probably some of the chances we talk about to be able to try and put it away. I'm keen to kind of know, where are you at just now um, on, on Danilo in terms of those chances? Because I think I think what we've discussed before is, and I've seen fans talk about it, you know, I think we're more or less all given up on, on, on serial deaths. I understand why, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think Lammers can play through in that position. Um, we've said before, when we get to January, we, we really need to prioritise getting a striker because, you know, we can't run Danilo into the ground. We can't. Um, you know, we can't rely on him all the time because, you know, he theoretically could get injured again. I mean, it's, again, just their luck. But all that being said and done, I think that he is one of those players that we mentioned before, very similar to Ali McCoist, that if he does miss a couple of chances, he won't let it impact him. That all being said, he, he looked like a player who was out of confidence because I've seen strikers, and so have you, Alan, oh, yeah. that when they needed a goal they think too much about it. They take a touch they don't need. Strikers in form, sweep that ball into the net, hit it first time, do it in the turn, bosh, 
I, I'm not really too sure as to why he's in that space because he has scored goals for us and some very good goals for us. But it just felt a little bit that he's looked out. Uh, he looks like he's been out of confidence last night. And it has been interesting to see the reaction to some of that because I'm sorry, but it's not Danilo's fault he costs six million. It's not Danilo's fault he's Brazilian. Just because you've got these things, these connotations that you put to him that mean that he's um, he should be doing better, you still have to remember, you know, he's come back, he's been playing through a fairly horrible injury, let's be honest. He has been scoring goals during that. You know, is anyone going to be really surprised if he doesn't score against Dundee at the weekend? Really? Like, no. is it going to be abnormal to see that? I don't think so. No, and I, I think, I mean, I mentioned, I try not to get too high and get too low. The big problem now is, and the fans as well, as you say, suddenly the guy scores a header and then he gets that injury. But before then, people were saying, my God, Danilo, we've got such a clinical finisher. He's, you know, he's top notch, this, that, the other. This suddenly comes on, as you say, after the injury. And he did miss them and he struggled a wee bit confidence. Suddenly you're getting guys going, get rid of him. He's, and, and then again, he'll score two goals. And as, as I say, it was the same with Seema. To start off with Seema, geez, oh, he's never seen a football in his life. Then suddenly he's the greatest thing. Some people are grumbling. I think people just need to, just, I don't know, just kind of calm down a wee bit. Don't go from he's a superstar to, and you get it with them all now, Cam. You'll get it with Ridvan, bring the young prince in. He's what, you know, and then before you, you know, then the people turn. I think you just need to give them a wee bit of time. I don't think he's a lost cause by any stretch. I think he's got, his movement in itself, I think, has been pretty good. I think it helps the whole SEMA thing as well. You know, so even if he's not scoring goals, he is still kind of trying. He's off it a wee bit, but I definitely, if we had other cover and all that and other good strikers, fine, he might become, he's on the squad to get his confidence again, but I certainly haven't given up hope on him at all, you know. And other players, Akami can go weeks and weeks without, I mean, I don't know, what did seem, I know he's not an out-and-out striker, but was it not maybe about seven or eight games, you know? Something like that, yeah. But then, at the same point, I think that this is where... He's meant provide... to be the, the main striker, the Neil striker, that's probably <laughs> O'Shea. Yeah. Possibly, but then I think he does give us great options on the left-hand side. Do you know what I mean? I think he does. Oh, I, yeah. Now, does the conversation change when Rabi Matondo comes back? Yeah, probably, because I think it gives us another option. But we yeah. just have to... We just have to get to that moment of playing with obviously who's fit at the moment and be able to take it. And we yeah. and we do also need to watch as well. People will quickly jump, just play Seema through the middle, or you know, because you played to a decent level anyway. It's it's not just as easy suddenly going from a drifting from left to right. I mean, they might try it and things, but it's it's not just a case of oh well, so we can put them right through the middle because it's a a whole different type of game as well, isn't it? You know how you're marked and where you're coming from and so on. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you mentioned someone there because I want to talk about some of the the more regular attendees in just a minute, Alan, because I think, like you say, we've been very interested in terms of some of the opinions mm-hmm. yeah, that I've yeah. seen from people in a moment. But let's go back to, to um, Ridvan Yilmaz that you mentioned there as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a tough conversation, right, in terms of where yeah. we're at with them because, again, I know a lot of people uh, put emphasis on the price tag. I totally get all of that. I understand everything to do with it. I, I thought he played well last night, right? I think that there's, um, I think that there's, there's always going to be a conversation about his height, about the phys- physicality of the Scottish game. Can he put up with it? Last night, I thought he, he was he was pretty decent. Um, he he did have a really good chance to score, and what I think was really interesting was, um, personally speaking, I think he had a great chance to be able to try and score that 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 decent hit. He obviously. Mm-hmm. Didn't manage to convert it. Yeah. But I also don't think Borna Barisic is in that position in the first place. 
So he does give us something a little bit different to Bonner. There's no doubt about that. Um, I thought he played. I thought he played okay, oh. but I'm, I'm. I would also probably give him a little bit of extra credit because unlike some of the guys we're going to talk about in just a minute, he's not in there regularly, and I don't know where he's at mentally. If he then thinks right, well, I'm going to play every so often. Bonner's first choice. He was probably thinking he would be in by now on a regular basis. I don't know how much he's enjoying his, his time in Scotland. I genuinely don't know any of these things, right? I really genuinely don't. I think you've last hit night, him. but last night he didn't look like he'd missed a step or, or had a gap. Is probably what I'm trying to say. No, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think he, he kind of did a couple of wee kind of daft mistakes and so on. But middle to front, I mean, it, it gives you, it definitely gives you more middle to front. And whereas Borna is just a kind of bomb down left hand side and kind of put it over. I think the wee lad is a better football player, as you say. I think the chance that he got as well, it's kind of one twos and he can go into space. So I, I definitely think he's better at that side of it. And I know people moaned about the back post the last time. Shankland, they were just targeting the wee fella at the back. Uh, I, I, the only thing with me is I feel like you, I haven't seen enough of him. If somebody asked me after 20 games of him playing, you, you, because he, he's kind of coming in and then he's out and he's in again, you know, uh, it's a toughie. And again, as you say, if it had been like a, yeah, we got him on, I don't know, for a couple hundred thousand quid, it's amazing how suddenly that, Four million, six million, just magnifies everything, doesn't it? As well, it's I don't know. Well, Borna Born as well. People have given up on him so many times. When Borna plays well, he can be a good seven out of ten, and when he does do that, fine. But he's he's had so many flipping three, three out of tens as well. And we talked about some of those big games at Parkhead where he's rabbiting the headlights. And do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. But listen, see on his day, Borna's a game changer. Aye, aye. He really is. It's however, awesome. yeah, yeah. I know. however, there's also times where we need to think about okay, and, and, and I mentioned it, I think, in a couple of pods, certainly on our, our Patreon site as well, that there's probably an element to this that now that we've obviously started to bring in, you know, director of football recruitment, you know, the manager is going to want to come into this upcoming transfer window. And by the way, just to set expectations, January transfer windows very, very, very rarely solve all your problems, right? So, yeah. you know, brace yourselves. It's not going to be... Um, not be much. It's, not be it's, much, it's, it's, no, it's no. much turnover as I think most people want. But he's going to have to probably make a decision on that. And I think it's erring towards um, Red Van now because, again, mm-hmm. we, we need to see where Borna is and, and know what he wants to do. I don't think too many fans would would be sad to see him go. I think that he would be given a fond farewell, but beyond that, that's kind of over. I think the manager's frustrated as well about all these wee daft knocks that seem to keep on appearing too. So you're you're right. I think he's got a decision to make about that, hasn't he? Yeah. He does. But then, I think I actually think that he like you know Redvan fits into what the manager wants. I think he does want some athleticism. I think he wants yeah, the tempo and the up front and all that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 bravery. I think he wants people who wants the ball. And I think that when you look at, and again, just taking a step out of the whole current situation, but if you look holistically at what's happened within our left-back space, um, you know, the manager can assess that and say, well, listen, if I've got someone here who wants to play, who wants the ball, who wants to go forward, isn't afraid of anything. And one thing you have to say about Ridvan is that, you know, he, he might come up against guys who are a good bit taller than him, but he's not afraid of it. He will no, he continue doesn't. going for it. So you're, you're right. I, I think that's I think that's fair. Now, someone else who <laughs> I think has caused some some very interesting conversation um, since last night is John Lundstrom, Alan. Um, David uh, covered on our Patreon site the, the post-match show. I know there was some talk around Lundstrom and where people were at. 
it, it feels to me a little bit like sometimes Lundstrom, Lundstrom is the epitome, I think, of a Rangers fan. A Rangers fan's opinion of something is either sugar or it's shite. <laughs> yeah. and, and Lundstrom, I think, Lundstrom, I think, has developed under um, the new manager. I really do. I think he's he's shown different aspects of his game. He's playing the ball forward more than he did. Not enough, in my opinion, but it, it's it's progressing. Um, I don't know if he started well last night. I, I, I did have some questions around that. I think he grew into the game and then maybe it kind of stepped out a wee bit. But he's so important to us at the moment. The best way I could say to it just now is if John Lundstrom was to pick up an injury, then I think we would miss him. So it's difficult to constantly criticise him if you do feel that he is making somewhat of a difference. Now, would you, would you say that I'd have him in the Rangers team for the next five years? No, you wouldn't. But as things stand at the moment, he's contributing... He, he is looking like as if he can come in and, and do a little bit of the kind of the more fiercer side of the game that we need at times. He's driving, he's driving forward a lot yeah. more, which is good. And as you see again, even the physicality he's going in there because we need a bit of digging. So on every now and then he makes those wee stupid play, putting the ball across and silly. But overall, and it's quite funny, even in our bus as well, and different people I speak to. The people that always went lunchroom, lunchroom, get them to. There's been a few games of this season where they've gone. I don't really normally say this, but Lundstrom done actually okay. So I think at this point in time, definitely, I think there is a plus. I mean Ryan Jack because Ryan Jack's can kind of injured and really come in for a few minutes and things. We really need something. I mean the big boy Sifuentes, he still looks a wee bit off the pace, although he looked a bit better yesterday. He'll take a wee while, I think, Cami. But no, at the moment we join Lundstrom. And again, it's like all the rest of them. Like I said about Borna, I suppose about one point to have at the back post. We've all got a wee name, haven't we? You know, one of the players and we've got a, he done this, he did, you know, there's so much stuff where people have let us down, you know, but we need to just kind of go on, see what the manager's doing with them just now and there's making wee improvements here and there and then just see how things shape out. You know, it's there's not much else we can do and we can't just go and clear everything because we've not got enough strength and in depth anyway, can we, have we? No, I mean, you can't. And listen, anyone, it, it's really easy to say, let's have a clear out. It's just, it's not <laughs> it's not going to happen, right? No. So let's let's part that to one side. But there's also an element of it as well where realistically, right, we we are still within the, the hangover period, right, of having to get rid of Van Bronckhurst, having mm. to get rid of Beal. Mm. We're still almost quite literally paying the price for the fact that Beale was given far too much power. That's on the board. And by the way, that's that where we've been at. So there's absolutely no, no, you know, no. getting away from that. So I understand it because we almost see, um, and I think it was Martin Ramsey actually said this really eloquently before, this squad re- reacts well to a new manager. However, we all want to be able to try and see what changes need to be made within this squad. Probably some of those lieutenants that we've talked about, yes. Tavernier, Goldson, Lundstrom, these guys coming into it. And the reason being that we need to be really aware of the fact that we need to start doing some future proofing. We need to start thinking about guys who are going to replace these guys coming in and how we then manage that. There's nothing wrong with this potentially buying someone in January that we theoretically may not see until the summer 
But when the guy comes in, it's because he's he's coming into center half. He may be coming into right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I understand all of that, but the fans totally understandably do not believe that that's going to be something that's going to be easy to fix. But it no. should be easy based on what we've what we've got. Now, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about some of the, the kind of brighter sparks. Um, last night, Alan, because, you know, again, I think you've got guys like Ross McCausland, who I think played well. It doesn't look out of place within this uh, within this group. I think no, no. that he, he settled into that role really, really well. I, I thought Tom Lawrence wasn't playing brilliantly before he ended up going off. My hope is that that's obviously going to be a short-term injury because we want to make sure that he's... Um, you know, he's back because he's obviously just not long recovered from a really serious injury. We'll no doubt get some news on that in the press conference um, on, on Friday. Um, but for me, it's it's a case of let's get the win, let's get the the, the three points up the road, chips mm-hmm. then all we All we should be doing at the moment, it's got it's like we can't do the Belgian accent, can't we not? But basically, all it is now is playing Saturday, get the three points. If we can do it, it's nice. The nice to have, sprinkling all the nice to have and us no having to worry about it. But at the moment, it's really all, all they can do is pee with the cock we've got at the moment. And he's got this thing that he's just going to have to get us through as as best as he can till. And it's just, it's probably not even by, it's not even January, it's probably beyond then. But all we need to do is just next one, see how we get on with that one, then go into the Thursday. Obviously, the cup final, the same. And I, I think that's all we can do. Mention about some of the players. I think we Ross McCausland, definitely. I think it's a great thing we've got him. And I think that's where the director of football, whatever he's called now, you know, that'll be important as well to have more of those kind of guys coming through. Uh, his, his actual, his ability and so on. I thought when he relaxed more, at the weekend as well, Cammy. He glided by three or four players too. People are now beginning to double up on him, so that's good because it's opening up as well. The guy loves the club too, so he fits all the boxes in terms of, and he's not going to get, he'll just get up and bounce back again. One player that people haven't talked about, and I know and it's because of the age and the fitness thingy, but I think Balogun, again, I thought yesterday, in some of those games where we need people to stand up and just kind of fight and I think Balogun's actually been a really good kind of addition. I know we get caught out with those stupid, you know, the kind of ball through the middle, but do you not think Balogun's doing no bad in terms of having his experience at the back as well? You know? I think it's. I think it works in terms of... What Short-termism like, anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah, but I think what I quite like about the... the what Balogun and... A, a Balogun and Goldson partnership, what I think that can present to us is that you've got a player who is quite comfortable... Uh, been able to try and play a long forward ball, been able to try and, and find someone up top in terms of what Conor Goldson can do. Now, 
that didn't happen last night. No. To anyone near the degree that it should have. I understand that, but that's you know an option, shall we say, in terms of being able to try and take that. What Balogun likes doing, <laughs> and it and it cost him a jersey last night, if you remember Alan was grabbing the ball. And just go for a run. And just going for it. Yeah. And and I don't want to be a hypocrite because I remember when Magic McGuera <laughs> used to do this and it drove oh, me potty. And I think it was that was me and Davy Weir screaming at him to get back in position at times. I know. But what I do remember is the fact that he would get it and he would go for it, and that's fine. As long as you're set up at the back and you can allow mm-hmm. him to do that, then go for it, right? Let him maraud. Um, he did it against Dundee really well. He did it last night, um, you know, really well. Um, he's strong, he's powerful, he can go forward with the ball. I think that there's elements of that where... Uh, you need to make sure that defensively we're we are. Aye. I think we're not too bad, right? I'm going to include Jack Butland within that as well, who's been excellent. He's easily the best signing oh, so yeah. far. I'd be stunned if he doesn't win Player of the Season. If I'm being honest, but yeah. that's fine because we can do that offensively. Balogun gives us that option. That's fine. Um, he was incredibly unlucky, obviously, with his uh, with his attempts up at uh, Petodre. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does provide that as something different. How much you can rely on him, and, and long term, that's the question. And especially with this playing every three days. And, but as I say, it's just one that he, he seems to have kind of, you know, he's kind of below, he's out of the kind of lights as some of the he did well. But I, I've been pleased with him. And again, I, it's probably just me as well in the way I played. But I just like in the Scottish game as well, somebody that's not going to take any shit either. And as you say, he's not going to get thrown about, is he? You know, it's sort of... So I, th- I think he's doing okay. I, I think there's quite a few. I certainly feel there's a lot more positivity now. You know that Clement fitness wise as well, Cammy. I know it'll take a wee bit, but I, I think we seem a lot fitter now. We seem a lot sharper as well. You know, even yesterday as well, we were continually closing down. You know, so I think there's definitely kind of a wee steps. You know how things are beginning to improve. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is, right? But this is what I meant before, but the fact you watch the game and all of a sudden you're kind of almost in panic stations and you watch the game back and you're thinking to yourself, we did have chances, right? We generated chances uh-huh. um, and, and you know, we, we won the game. I understand that's important, right? Don't get me wrong, right? I'll take a win and a shit performance over a great performance and drop points any day of the week. Of course we will, right? Everyone feels the same. What I would say, though, is that, you know, when the manager's able to to probably implement more of his design and bring in some more players within then, the then we'll see it, yeah, it yeah. Then we'll see it. So it's, listen, fundamentally, it's a work in, pro- in, in progress. I think we do understand that, but it's difficult, right? Because we've been so starved of success. Um, mm-hmm. And this is also why, and, and again, it's that scar tissue that I mentioned. It's why we'll obviously talk about it in the run-up, uh, you know, from, from Monday onwards, really. But I think... Uh, from next Thursday, Alan, uh, from the fourteenth, for the next <laughs> yeah. for the next six days, mm-hmm. uh, when you take in the last, obviously the last game in the Europa League uh, stage at this stage, hopefully we're still in it in the new year, the League Cup final, and then the game in hand against Johnson. We've got a massive six days coming up. I'll be honest with you, I don't think many people are putting a mortgage on us being able to win all three games. But listen, you know, I, I get that and I understand why. What we do have, however, um, bringing it back to this week, is a great opportunity to go and try and express ourselves against Dundee at home. Yes. Um, yeah. th- this, this for me, is probably where I would be looking towards the manager and the group of players to say this is a chance to go out there and build some confidence. Go out there, provide some decent levels of tempo, I'm not saying go 150 mile an hour because I don't think the game merits it. And obviously we've got a very busy week the following week. But what I do think is be able to get there, 
And and almost use what you said earlier on about Ross McCausland. Go out there and express yourself. Forget the leave the baggage to one side. Just go out there go and enjoy it. the game. And what I'll tell you right now is, if we could get an early goal, if we had a couple of goals up within midway through the first half, what I will tell you is Ibrox will respond to that. We absolutely will. And that's what you want to take to Spain, to Hamden, to be able to try and get that confidence up as well. Yeah, and I think he's, he's as good as said that as well, didn't he? The, the players have got the responsibility, you know, to do that. And then obviously then the link with the fans. And as you, there's no doubt we're all so desperate, Cammy, that, we, you know, it will. And if they can get off to a good start, obviously. And I think there's no reason why not. I mean, we really played them off the park up in Dens Park. But we should, we should be winning this game at the weekend by, I don't know, a number of goals and, and just relaxing a wee bit, you know. So... No, there's absolutely no reason. I mean, indeed, where are they sitting? They're maybe sitting something like seventh or so on. But again, for goodness sake, if Rangers at Highbrox, you know, cannot actually put them to the sword early on and and, and build up even, you talked about goal difference, but even build up a number of goals. I can't mind, I think, they at Kilmarnock, Celtic are at Kilmarnock or something, but this would give us a chance, wouldn't it, then to just put a wee bit more on them, you know. It would, but, I mean, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I hate to say it, I don't, I I don't, don't. Th- I don't think goal difference will be the deciding factor no, no, when we get no. towards the tail end of this, but even for right now, even for this moment in time and the week that we're about to, to go into, it's about being able to try and just build that confidence with some of that, because to be honest with you, I think that that's what's been, in- when I've rewatched some of the game um, and, and the highlights from last night and stuff as well, in certain phases of the game, there is definitely a, a dubiety and probably a lack of confidence and a lack of I, I've used this word a number of times across the course of this season so far, but a lack of gallusness about oh, us being able to try and go out and take that against the team. I'm not going to, you know, dress up Tyne Castle as being, you know, a, a, a stadium that we've inherently always struggled at because we have had decent results there in, in recent history. Mm-hmm. But again, at the same point, using opportunities like Saturday coming to be able just to build that up, get those players a little bit of kind of fire in their belly to be able to try and just. Uh, go out there and play football that we know that they're capable of, but that's been the fuel of our frustration is because we've not seen it too many times and we've not seen it consistently enough. Saturday's one of those one of those opportunities. And it's been the end product as well, Cammy, because yeah. we have been dominating in quite a lot of the games and we've had the possession, even the Pataudry thing and so on after the first. So, so there's certain elements of it that we are improving and we're doing okay, but it's that final one now. And if we can get that final piece in the jigsaw, putting a couple of those chances away, then the momentum, as you say, may keep going. Obviously, bet is totally different game, but just let's just get to Saturday, get the three points, get a couple of goals and just move on from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I know we've not talked about the game in terms of, you know, the minute by minute breakdown. I thought we would maybe spare people that opportunity, but I wanted to have a bit of a kind of open conversation, Alan, about where if you use last night as a little bit of an example in terms of probably where we're at, some of the, the mindset, the support, been able to try and talk about. There's definitely challenges there. I understand that. But again, at the same point as well, we're not lagging behind in the league. We're not 
fallen away from ourselves. We've got the opportunity next Thursday to be able to get into the latter stages of the Europa League. There's definite positives there. But I think that, like you say, what we would love to be able to try and do is build up a little bit of momentum. We're, we're coming off the back of, of, of two games where we've, we've dropped points. Then we go to Tynecastle and we get the win, right? That was what everybody needed. Yeah. What we, what we need to be able to try and do now is just build that up and see if I could really just phrase it incredibly simply. Let's just start believing in ourselves. It's the, Cammy, it's the emotion that takes over. I mean, I do it, you do it, we all do it. And as you say then, if you actually looked at it all objectively, you'll go, yeah, look what he's actually done since he's come in. You know, look at the victories we've had. We're still, okay, several points behind. We've got a good chance. You do all that and you go, ah, ah that's... And you look at the highlights as well and you go, ah, I see, to be honest with you, yep. But it's the blinking. I think it's just the so many years, Cammy, and that emotional thing is overruling the the kind of sensible head objectivity, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And listen, you know, that's why we all love this, love this team and love <laughs> this, uh, love this game as well. Do you know I mean, that's where uh, that, that sensibility goes, uh, goes straight out the window as well. I mean, not, you know, not if you're Martin Ramsey, you know, the, the robot that he is, but no. And um, right. saying that, Cammy, have you booked anything in Dublin at the moment or are we holding off just now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that'll be interesting to see the, the Airbnb take up as well if we end up going across there, yes. Listen, Alan, if we are sitting here in the build-up for uh, heading across to Dublin, um, I will make sure and, and, and buy you a pint. Don't you worry about that, my friend. Okay, well, listen, that will do us for extra this week. Um, David will be back with you on Monday to unpack the Dundee game. I'll be with you um, the following Friday, obviously, allowing the, the um, Real Betis game to get done and out of the way, hopefully with some really, really good news. And obviously, we've got the massive build-up to the League Cup final. You must be saying to yourself, how can I get more of this incredible content? Well, let me tell you, you can jump on to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand where you can join um, our site with up to five shows a day and it's only a few quid out of your pocket. Listen, trust me, if you're looking for value for money and you can't see it in Ranger signings, you will definitely find it on the Heart and Hand Patreon site. So jump over and join us. There's uh, there's nearly 7,000 subscribers on there and you get an opportunity to listen to some brilliant shows um, every single day and uh, it will really, really uh, be value for money for you. So please don't worry about that. Um, thank you to our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Myers. Thank you to Zenith Coins, who are um, our show sponsors. And most importantly, thank you to my guest this week, Mr. Alan Bradley. It's been cathartic, Alan. It's been good to talk about it and speak to someone with your level of experience um, and a cool head on, on, I'll not say old, but mature shoulders. I was, I was going to say old, to be honest. But <laughs> I, I, I was going to thank you and just say it's great. I've got this all my che- off my chest now. I can go there on Saturday objectively cool, just sit down and just watch the game come, eh? Yeah. Well, Rangers will ruin that for you within the first two minutes. Do you know yeah. I mean? if, we, if we concede that Tav plays a bad pass or John Lundstrom decides to play the ball. You'll hear me. You'll hear yeah. me, mate. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But listen, I think the most important thing I can say is let's just uh, keep the heed, shall we say. Um, we all want success, absolutely. Um, and I do get the feeling that uh, you know we'll be speaking, hopefully, uh, very soon about um, uh, some, some cup success as well. So let's keep the fingers crossed, Alan. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, folks. Um, been a pleasure to talk to you, David. I'll be back with you on Monday. Thanks now. Bye bye.
Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 